Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey, and my guest for today is Dr. Larry Steckel. Hi, Larry. How are you? Hey, Ginger. I'm good. It's winter, uh, it's meeting season, and lots of things going on. And, of course, you've been working hard on the dicamba, paraquat trainings that everyone's going to have to be taking this year. And some people may still be a little confused about what all is going into training. So can you just kind of give us a rundown of, of what the training is going to look like this year? Sure, Ginger. Uh, like you say, we're right in the middle of the winter meeting circuit, and a good part of that will be this training. So that's become more and more important, uh, especially the folks at the EPA that want to see us as skilled as we can be applying pesticides. So uh, for this year in Tennessee, we also have a recertification year. Of course, we've got to do that every three years. And uh, on top of that, the EPA now wants training if you're using Paraquat or Gramoxone, as a lot of you all know it. So uh, our idea here at Extension um, at UT was to try and combine the Dicamba training that's become kind of an annual thing with the Paraquat training and then... So then folks can take both those. They run a little over an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20, something like that. Got some questions at the end of the paraquat training that the EPA wanted. And have that count for dicamba training certification, paraquat training certification, and also for recertification, uh, UTs for pesticide applicators. Okay, so it's sort of a three-in-one deal. You watch these two trainings, you get your certification for each of those uh pesticides and then you also get your recertification for the whole year or for the next three years I suppose. Yes Ginger yeah that's exactly right mm -hmm. and uh, the idea was to try and be as efficient as possible because mm -hmm. everybody's so darn busy uh, during the winter meeting season it seems like and getting ready for the putting the crop in for this this upcoming year. For our listeners who are maybe in East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, they're not applying these two pesticides, dicamba, paraquat, there is an alternative recertification for them, correct? That's correct. So we, we realized the folks further east of the Tennessee River, a lot of them don't, won't use or need to use dicamba and extend crops. Some of them won't use paraquat. Uh, so we have an alternative put together for them that's basically centered around uh, just reading labels, stewardship of pesticides, and kind of using the herbicide glyphosate as the as the model to to uh, kind of enforce stewardship of applying pesticides. Those of you listening, if you if you need these trainings, your recertification, obviously everybody needs that. Who's getting their who wants to maintain their private applicator? But uh, if you're spraying dicamba or paraquat, you, you need to have those trainings this year. Speak with your UT Extension County agent and, and find out when those trainings are going to be offered. There's several opportunities to do this here in the next few months. Another big training session that we have coming up, it's the 25th anniversary of the West Tennessee Grain Conference. Uh, Larry, of course, you mostly speak at that. Um, I, I was looking at the agenda. Your talk, I, I love the title of your talk. Uh, the 1980s call, they want their weeds back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty clever. Just give us a little preview of what you're going to be doing with that. So that kind of the genesis of that, and it's folks are, are starting to notice it, but a lot of the weeds that we were really struggling with in the 1980s are becoming more prevalent here in just the last few years. Um, a lot of the grasses, I mean, when Roundup came out, and we could start spraying it in crop in the mid-90s, grass problems went away, and they really have been gone for some time, but in the last few years, at least here in, in Tennessee, they've become a struggle again. And a lot of it has to do with glyphosate resistance developing in some grasses, 
but also some antagonism issues where we're this new use pattern of dicamba and 2,4-D where we can mix it in with glyphosate. We're seeing some antagonism uh, where the dicamba or the 2,4-D, but mostly in our state dicamba, is basically hindering glyphosate from working as effectively as it normally would on grasses. The other is just some broadleaf uh, weeds that we haven't seen for quite a while. Cucklebur, I'm getting more calls on cucklebur. We all have the last couple of years. Uh, Sicklepod, another one that was a big problem in the 80s is, is kind of starting to come back in vogue. Uh, prickly cider, um, velvet leaf. Um, uh, these type weeds are becoming more prevalent. Now what's going on in that? I don't think resistance is necessarily, uh, but if you look at these large seeded broadleaf weeds like cucklebur and sicklepod, uh, their seed life in the soil has a long shelf life, decades. And you start getting, you know, a lot of that seed was probably produced back in the 80s. Um, and uh, so, and you look at last couple of years, we've had the wettest record, wettest year on record, and the second wettest year on record, right? Uh, 18 and 19. And I think that is kind of promoting the breakdown of some of the dormancy mechanisms in these large seeded broadleaf weeds. And they're coming up and a lot of times coming up later than some of our post applications. So they're showing up in these fields late. Mm-hmm. Well, again, the West Tennessee Grain Conference is Thursday, February 6th. Larry's going to be there talking about our, our 1980s weed issues that have <laughs> resurfaced. And you can visit with him more at Grain Conference and hear more of his talk then. Thank you so much for being with us today, though. Thanks, Ginger. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. And thank you all for listening. We'll talk next week.